0: New to this radio station, or if you guys are returning members to my radio station, you guys have no idea what my radio show, The Hours Book, is all about, let me give you guys a little rundown about what my radio show, The Hours Book, is all about. Basically, if you guys don't know my radio show, The Hours Book, is all about book to movie adaptations and different types of book media. So, if you guys like book to movie adaptations and all the different kinds of stuff then stay tuned for this week's episode, and stay tuned for upcoming episodes throughout the coming weeks. And today's episode is going to be based all around book-to-movie annotations, kind of. So we're going to be talking about the Kissing Booth film series that is based on the book, which is based on a fan fiction by some author that I'm forgetting the name of right now. And we're going to also be talking about the Keeper of the Lost Cities movie adaptation that's coming to Disney+. Plus. That is going to be adapted by Ben Affleck. And we are also going to be talking about one of my favorite childhood classic movies, I guess you could say. We're going to be talking about Ramona and Beezus, which just came and premiered on Hulu this past Friday and that is based on the Ramona Quimby series by Beverly Cleary. So, we're going to talk about first we're going to talk about um The Kissing Booth film series to start off. So, if you guys don't know what The Kissing Booth film series is, let me give you guys a little rundown about what it's about. Um it is a romantic comedy film and series it's going to be three movies there are two currently out right now on netflix and the third one is coming sometime in 2021 it follows a girl named l who was born on the same day at the same time as her best friend and her and her best friend make all of these rules that best friends can't break basically and one of them is you can't date a best friend's sibling kind of and she ends up um hanging out with her best friend's brother and they form a romantic relationship from that and basically you guys know what what will what will occur throughout this film um drama um friendship being broken and then coming back together romantic drama between the couple, we all know how this works, so I'm going to be talking about all three movies today for some reason, I guess I'm going to torture myself, I'm going to talk about the first movie, so the first movie was released in May of 2018, which seems so long ago. And technically it was long ago it was in 2018 it was released in may of 2018 the first movie and it starred joey king jacob valority and other people and uh basically it is one of the most highest Highest-rated, most popular Netflix original films. It's up there with the *To All the Boys I Love Before* film series, which is technically a much better book-to-movie adaptation series. But *The Kissing Booth* is based on a book. I, I really can't remember the author's name, but it is based on a book also called *The Kissing Booth*. So *The Kissing Booth* was released in May of 2018. It stars Joey King and Jake a bunch of other people. Um and it was released on Netflix and it became extremely popular. Now this first movie at least is very controversial. A lot of critics um have said it is a very like toxic masculinity type of movie and um, apparently the relationship in the movie is very unhealthy because the main guy gets into a lot of physical fights and he emotionally abuses the main girl so, but for some reason, people gravitate towards that on Netflix. They see some cute rom-com like poster for the movie, and they're like, "Ooh, it's a cute poster, so it must be good." And then they watch the movie, and then they're severely disappointed. <laughs> but I mean, critics gave it gave it um cr- critics gave it terrible reviews as usual because they don't like seeing toxic abusive relationships like that on screen. Um, yeah, um, the general public reacted well to the movie because it is one of the most popular movies on Netflix, like one of the most popular Netflix original movies, and um, I watched it, not when it came out, I watched it before the second movie came out, because I needed to for some reason, because I was intrigued by the second movie, even though I hadn't seen the first movie, so I saw the first movie, and let me say, Um, the acting is okay. Um, it's not like the worst acting I've ever seen. Um, you know, actors have to work with what they're provided. The script is written in a way where where the actors talk down to the audience, kind of. And, um, we're older than the actors that portray these characters on screen, probably. So, we know what they're talking about. We, we don't need to be talked down by the actors, if you know what I mean. And I think that with this first movie, they, Netflix was just trying to create another rom-com, so to say. Now, this came out, this first movie came out... A few months before Tall the Boys I Love Before. So, we didn't have Tall the Boys I Love Before yet, which is a superior film. Love that film series. That film series is so good. If you guys haven't watched that, but you guys have watched the Kissing film series, do yourself a favor and go watch the Boys I Love Before. It is so good, so cute, so wholesome. It's amazing. But this was our first. Netflix rom-com I guess you could say um, that became popular so this came out in May of 2018 To All the Boys I Love Before came out in August of 2018 and um, those actors um, they got very popular off of that movie apparently they got very popular so Joey King has gone on to do a show called The Act which is based on a real life murder Piece, which is very interesting. That is on Hulu, so if you guys, if you guys want to go and watch that, go and do it because she's very good. She is very good in that show. She was nominated for several awards, like a Golden Globe Award and a Screen Actors Guild Award, among others. She's great in that show. Jacob Elordi. Um, if you guys don't know, he is currently a main character on HBO's new show, Euphoria, which premiered in 2019. He is like the main male lead, I guess you could say. Um, he is, he's like a whole different actor in that show. Um, in in that Netflix movie, The Kissing Booth, he really, that was like his debut role, kind of, because like no one had really heard of him, and then he got super popular off of The Kissing Booth. So HBO got him, they snatched him up, and um, they put him on Euphoria and it's just so crazy because um, his performances in those two in those two types of media are so different in The Kissing Booth he's like, kind of abusive but he also kind of has a soft side but in Euphoria it's kind of the same way he's kind of, he's kind of nice he has a soft side but it's like, it's like, he's like mentally like, not in a good headspace And he gives a performance in Euphoria that should have won him like a Golden Globe or an Emmy or something, he should have won something for that performance, at least in the first season, he is so good, and yeah, apparently those actors have gone on to do much better things than in The Kissing Booth, so... Yeah, so, if you guys don't know, The Kissing Booth spawned a sequel, The Kissing Booth 2, and now we're going to be getting a third film sometime this year. Am I excited for that third film? I'm really not, but I mean, I guess I'll watch it because I committed so much of my time to the first two films. So, we're going to take a little break right now, you guys. But I promise, when we come back, we are going to be talking about... The second kissing booth movie, the kissing booth two, and all the drama that goes down in that second movie. So if you guys want to stick around um, for the next upcoming segment where we're about the kissing booth two, stick around and enjoy the break, guys. Don't know my radio show The Hours book which is all about different types of book media. Meaning I talk about book to movie adaptations, book to TV show adaptations, author drama, and so much more. So if you guys like what well, you hear for this week's episode and you guys want to stick around for my future episodes, stay tuned because it's a lot of fun talking about book media. And yeah, let's get back into it. So we're gonna be talking about a, another book to movie adaptation. We're gonna talk about The Kissing Booth 2 which is probably equally as worse than the first Kissing Booth movie but it's probably a lot more worse. It's not equally worse, it's probably a lot more worse. So if you guys have seen the Kissing Booth tube, let's get into it and talk about it. So this second movie, it was literally a like It was like, it was, it was, it was, it was bad. It is enjoyable in some parts, but overall, it's a train wreck. It's not good. Um... Um, Earlier that year, um, if you guys don't know, this movie came out last year in 2020. Earlier last year, To All The Boys P.S. I Still Love You came out, which is the second To All The Boys I Love Before movie. And the second movie came out after the To All The Boys I Love Before movie. So, they literally, I feel like they took the same plot from To All The Boys I Love Before P.S. I Still Love You and they did like a copy-paste, like, 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 they copy and pasted the entire plot of Tall The Boys 2 to The Kissing Booth 2. It's literally like the same, like, point-for-point plot. It's like from point A to point B, it's the exact same plot. But it's a much worse movie. (laughs) Um, I will say though, um, I have a few issues with this movie. One issue is... It is a very long movie it is over two hours it is two hours and 15 minutes and it did not need to be that long um it was a waste of time it could have been an hour and a half movie we didn't need an extra 45 minutes on it um we have um we, we have another issue with this movie it does the 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 couple that's so happy in a relationship but then all of a sudden this new mysterious guy comes in and he shakes things up for the couple and the girl has to decide between her current boyfriend and this new guy that she knows we have that we, we have that issue too because that's another thing that they did into all the boys because i still love you um Laura Jean from that movie was already in a committed relationship with Peter and some new guy came in and he messed with the relationship. The same thing happens here. Um, Elle and Jake Willody's character Noah, they are in a happy committed relationship, but Noah is off at college. Harvard specifically. How did he get into Harvard? I don't know. And L is still in high school. And while Noah's away at college, he starts hanging out with this girl. So she's. Sh- so Elle, she's starting to not trust him. So she starts hanging out with this new transfer student named Marco. And Noah doesn't know about him. And. Um, you know, things. The, the things escalate from there, let's just say. Um. The movie is very. It's long. But, it didn't need to be as long as it was. It really didn't need to be over two hours, this movie. It could have been an hour and a half movie, and yeah, yeah. It could have been an hour and a half movie, I'm not even joking. It could have been an hour and a half movie, but they decided to make it two hours. For some reason, they made it two hours, I don't know why they decided to make it two hours. But it's fine, um, I watched the movie, I liked parts of it, I didn't like, hate it, but um, it's definitely an improvement over that first movie, cause first of all, we don't see Jacob Elordi's character Noah as much, he's probably in the movie for like, maybe 40 minutes? He's in the movie for, like, less than an hour. I feel like this new guy that came in, the guy, Marco, that Elle starts staying out with, he had more time on screen than Jacob already did. Um and you know it does all like the cliche things like oh my god this new guy came into my life but i'm dating someone but he's hanging out with someone else so i can't fully trust him so why don't i hang out with this new guy and there's more drama between them and yeah but basically that that's how it is in this movie um once again it received negative reviews from critics it was another very popular Netflix original movie. Audiences really seemed to enjoy it, probably because they needed a palate cleanser from To All The Boys on um, PS I Still Love You. They probably needed a palate cleanser. And they were like, you know what? I watched The Kissing Booth, I liked it. Why not watch the second one? And then they watched the second one and it becomes another smash hit, very popular movie for Netflix. Um, Yet again, Joey King has gotten a lot more work off of the second movie. Can I name the work that she's been offered and she got from the second movie? No, but I know she's gotten a lot of work off of the second movie too. Will she get a lot of work off of the third movie when the trilogy is wrapped up? Probably. Um, yeah. The second movie was bland, it's boring. It was, it was kind of enjoyable in some parts other parts it was not um but right when the movie started i could see where the plot was going i could i could literally i could literally like see every plot point that we would hit in the movie and i was right about every plot point that that, that was hit on in the movie every plot point that i predicted would happen in the movie happened. I, I can just predict movies that easily. Or maybe the movie's just so bad because they ripped off to all the points because I still love you that, that that I know that that I know the direction that they're gonna go in. And I knew the direction that they were gonna go in. It was gonna be like all for nothing Noah and Elle, they were going to fight for no reason, because you know that they're going to be together in the end. The girl that Noah's been hanging out with isn't bad, she's a nice girl, she doesn't even like Noah in that way. And Marco and Elle, their relationship, um, you you know, they had some, you know, romantic chemistry between them, but nothing really happened between them. And it's kind of left in the dust, and they don't really do anything with it. So, you know, that's great, um, once again, the script is bad, um, the movie was way too long, the actors, you know, they read the lines that the script, the the actors, they read the lines that the script has in them, and you know what, they're getting paid to say these lines, so I mean, is it bad? no because they're getting paid to say these lines even if the movie is bad you're getting paid to make a bad movie so i mean you know what they'll be fine and i'm sure they've gone on to do so much better work than than this than this horrendous um netflix original movie trilogy so yeah so we are going to take a little break right now you guys But when we come back, we are going to talk about the upcoming Kissing Booth 3! Yay! I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to talk about my theories about this third movie. I, uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about my theories uh, on this third movie, um, that's coming out this year in 2021. Um, can't wait to talk about this third movie. So we're gonna take a little break, you guys. If you guys want to stick around for the upcoming third segment of my radio show be sure to stick around so i'm going to take a little break and we will be back in a moment so enjoy the break guys and stay tuned for our next segment so enjoy the break guys This radio show, for Hawk Radio on Anchor for HCC. Now, if you guys are new to this radio show, or if you guys are returning members to this radio show, if you guys have no idea what my radio show, The Hours Book, is all about. Then let me give you guys a little rundown of what my radio show, The Hours Book, is all about. Basically, if you guys don't know my radio show, The Hours Book, it's all about different types of book media. Meaning, I talk about book to movie adaptations, book to TV show adaptations, author drama, and so much more guys like what you hear for this week's episode, and you guys want to stay tuned for the rest of this episode, or if you guys want to listen to my past episodes, or if you guys don't like this episode at all, and you guys want to stay tuned for my future episodes, stay tuned for those episodes, because we have a lot of fun on the show, it's a lot of fun talking about book media, book-to-movie adaptations, and stuff like that, so yeah, let's get back into our show for today. So... For now, we are going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about the upcoming Kissing Booth 3, which is the third and final movie in the Kissing Booth film trilogy. So I'm going to be talking about the upcoming third movie which is scheduled to come out on Netflix in 2021, sometime this year. And it's going to include the romantic relationship drama between Joey King and Jacob Elordi. So, let's get back into this. Let us Let us... Let us... Let us... us, 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 Well, let's have this be done already. Well, let's just get this done already. So... The upcoming third movie Um, I assume that this third movie Well, we don't have a release date yet But I assume that this third movie Is going to be released sometime Sometime in the summer Because the first two movies The first one was released in May of 2018 And then the second one was released in July of 2020 So those are like spring-summer dates so I assume that this movie is going to be released sometime in June or July, maybe August, I don't know. But I know that people are going to watch it because, you know, they can't stay away from the toxic masculinity abusive relationship that is Joey King's L and Jacob Elordi's Noah. They can't stay away from it. They gotta come back for one more movie. And what is interesting about this third movie is that when they were filming and they were in production for the second and third movie, they filmed the second and third movie back to back. So all of the cast from the second movie is going to primarily be back. We got Joey King coming back. We got Jacob Elordi coming back. We got the girl. That Jacob Elordi was hanging out with in the second movie. We got Marco, who was the guy that Elle was hanging out with in the second movie. So they're all coming back. I don't know why those two are coming back. Maybe they're going to have them be together at the end. I don't know. Maybe we'll break up Elle and Noah and she'll be with Marco. I don't know. Um, but you know how it is. Um... Um, if you guys don't know how the second movie ended, basically the second movie ended on like this cliffhanger ending kind of sort of, um, they all have graduated from high school, meeting Elle and her best friend, Lee. They have all graduated from high school, so now they are going to enjoy their last summer before college. And... Elle applied to Harvard to be with her, fr- with um, no, her boyfriend, and she applied to go to Berkeley with her best friend Lee. And at the end of that second movie, she gets accepted to both Harvard and Berkeley, which I don't know how that happened because we don't see these characters in movies do any schoolwork but how they get into these ivy league like super famous colleges i'll never understand um but she got accepted to both harvard harvard and berkeley berkeley so that's great and she basically before, before the audience figures out that she's been accepted to both Berkeley and Harvard, she basically tells her best friend Lee and Noah and all of her other friends that she hasn't been accepted into a college. She's been waitlisted on all the colleges that she has applied to, but she lied to them because you see on her desk at the end of the second movie that she's deciding between her acceptance letter from Harvard, and her acceptance letter from UC Berkeley, and she has to decide which college to go to. Does she go to UC Berkeley with her friend Lee, or does she go to Harvard to be with her boyfriend Noah? Who knows? Um, I feel like this is going to be another To All situation where we're in the third Tall the Boys I Love Before movie it's all about going to colleges and picking out where to go to college going to college together going to college long distancely long, long distancely go, going to college in a long distance relationship or breaking up before you go to college and Tall the Boys always and forever did it so well this movie though, this upcoming third movie, The Kissing Booth 3, will it copy the Third All the Boys I Love Before movie? Probably. Um I bet it will. I'm 99 percent sure that it will copy the Third All the Boys I Love Before movie. Which is great. I don't know why it's great. But I mean, they, they've basically copied the whole plot of the second *All the Boys I Love Before movie and they put the plot of the second *All the Boys I Love Before movie on the second Kissing Booth film. So why wouldn't they do the same for the third film? where they copy the entire plot of the third *All the Boys I Love Before film and use it for the third Kissing Booth film? Why wouldn't they do that? Who knows? Um my theories is well 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 some of my theories are that maybe L or noah will die i don't know why i'm just like thinking like maybe one of them will die i don't know i just think that would be like kind of interesting but also it's like i don't like these movies so i mean if one of them had to die uh i don't know i think if I think if Noah or Elle died in this third movie, I would want it to be Elle because she's just so annoying and I can't stand her. Noah has some good qualities about him, I will say. Um, And what else? Um, Another theory is that she's not going to go to either of the colleges that she's been accepted to she's not going to go to harvard and she's not going to go to uc berkeley she is going to end up going to a third college that she probably hasn't told anyone about and she's going to let us the audience know in the third movie she's probably going to go to some random third college that she's been accepted to and she is going to be either in a long distance relationship with Noah or she's going to break up with him and be by herself for months. But if that doesn't happen and she has to choose between the two colleges, I'm going to say she is going to go to UC Berkeley with Lee because friendship is a lot more important than a relationship. So there, I said it. Um, so yeah. Those are my thoughts on the upcoming third Tall... Wait, no. Um, this isn't Tall the Voice. This is... These were my thoughts on the upcoming third The Kissing Booth film. So, yeah. Those are my theories about the third film. Um, I'm so excited to see how this film series comes to a close. So excited. So... Yeah, I'm so excited to see how this third film closes out the entire film series, I'm so excited. So, I'm going to take a little break, and when we come back, we are going to be talking about Ben Affleck adapting the Keeper of the Lost Cities series, which is based on the middle grade fantasy series of the same name, so we'll be right back guys, enjoy the break. can stay tuned for the rest of this episode and you guys can stay tuned for the upcoming weeks when i post new episodes we have a lot of fun on the show it's a lot of fun to talk about book to movie adaptations and stuff like that so let's get back into the show So now I'm going to be talking about probably one of the biggest book-to-movie adaptation news that I've heard about in a while, basically if you guys don't know, it was recently announced earlier last month in March of 2021 that Ben Affleck, he is going to be taking a part in adapting the Keeper of the Lost Cities series, which is a middle grade series based on the same name, Keeper of the Lost Cities. And that book series is written by Shannon Messenger, and that series currently has seven books out. There are going to be ten books, I believe. And Disney Plus is going to be distributing and releasing this film. now. Now, i feel like a lot of people with this upcoming film i feel like a lot of them i feel like a lot of the fan i feel like a lot of fans of the books would want this series to be a tv show more or less just because it is a 10 book series and you know if this one movie fails even though it's being put on a streaming service like disney plus if it fails even though it probably won't fail but i'm just saying if it fails you're not gonna get a second movie but like also it it would be the same thing with a tv show if a tv show didn't work out if the first season didn't work out you're not gonna get a second season but i think people were kind of shocked to hear that it's going to be adapted into a movie just because it is a 10 book series, I feel like if they, I don't know if they're going to be adapting like all 10 of the books into one film, I assume they're not going to be doing that, because I know that the characters age as the books go on throughout the series, so it's kind of like a Harry Potter thing if you think about it. So I think they do want to adapt primarily the first book in the series as the first film of this supposed film franchise that, that Disney Plus has agreed to. They bought all of the rights to the books in early March of 2021. Ben Affleck is going to be writing the script and he's going to be in charge of the casting process too, so that's cool. Um, And since this series is a middle grade series, I guess you could say, They definitely, I feel like with the casting, they definitely want to go with, like, maybe kids in their, like, late tween years. Or maybe they want to go with, like, very young teenagers, like 13, 14 year old teenagers for these roles. Um, if you guys don't know what the book series is about, I haven't read it, but I do know it is about a young girl who... It's about a young girl, who one day, um, finds a, like, kind of this hole in the wall, literally, she she finds a hole in the wall, it's like a portal of some sort, she finds it with her friend, and they get transported to an elf world, now in this elf world, there is an elf school where elves can go, or half elves can go, train to be like a full-fledged elf, I guess you could say. So, she ends up going to this elf school and learning about elf magic, and it kind of is in like the same vein as Harry Potter, because you know, Harry Potter goes to a wizard school, he learns how to become a wizard, and it's great. Um, So yeah, I think Shannon Messenger, who is the author, she took inspiration, Probably from Harry Potter, because we all love Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I don't know if you guys love Harry Potter, but I love Harry Potter. But Channel Messenger took inspiration definitely from Harry Potter for sure. And I think that with this series, I think Shannon Messenger planned it out really well. She was given an idea in her head and she's like, you know what, I'm going to write this idea out into a book and see how it goes. And the book became very popular with a wide array of audience members. It became popular with kids, twins, middle schoolers, high schoolers, adults, it's a very popular series, but I feel like it's a very underrated series, because not a lot of people have heard of it, but from reading the synopsis on what the first book is about, I might have to pick up a copy and buy myself a copy and read the book, because I'm interested to see... What this series is about. And even though I'm not that big of a fan of middle grade, I personally think that middle grade books are sometimes a little childish, I guess you could say. I guess you could say that they're childish sometimes, but overall, they're a fun ride. I mean, I feel like since it's a 10 book series and the characters get older as the books progress, they will get more mature and they will get more darker and grittier with the story content inside the books so i think that's cool but i think it's cool that you know shannon messenger is getting like kids to read nowadays i think that's super cool um but i think it's cool that shannon messenger has planned this out to be a 10 book series at least um I think that's just super interesting because she doesn't have to, like, rush through, like, maybe a three or four, maybe even five book deal at least, and have to rush through her story. With ten books, you can, like, really flesh out the story, you can flesh out the characters, introduce you should do some big overarching plot that could span all ten books. I think that's super cool, and I think it's cool that she's aging up the characters as the books progress, too. I think that's super cool. But I think it's interesting too how 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 with all the streaming services that we have today, with them um giving and by them I mean like with Shannon Messenger's approval she sold the rights of her books to Disney+, Plus. I think that's a really good place for this film series, I guess you could say, if it's going to be a film series. As far as we know, they have the rights, Disney+, has the rights to the book series, so if they want to make more films after this first film, they can do that if they want to. But I think it's interesting because Disney+, is very family friendly, I guess you could say. But I think it's going to be cool to have like a 10 film franchise in their hands and they can do literally whatever they want with it. But obviously, you know, you want to please the fans of the books. You want to intrigue people who haven't read the book before and you want them to be intrigued because Disney Plus has become very popular and it's blown up within the past like almost two years that it's been out and it debuted on streaming services it's very popular that they have like literally like every Disney movie and every piece of Disney content that has ever existed um so I think it's cool that Disney Plus has, has this in their hands now they can say that we just bought the Book, like the film rights to a like the book film rights to a 10 book series and we can make like 10 films if we want to with the same cast and crew and yeah I think that's super cool so I'm interested to see who they cast I'm interested to see when the release date is gonna be for the movie I'm interested to see The trailer, I'm interested to see how much of a big part that Ben Affleck plays in the casting process and the overall production for the film, and I'm interested to read the book. I'm definitely gonna read the book. I've seen a lot of, like, reviews about it on, like, YouTube and stuff like that, and people have said that it's really good, but the series gets better as you go along, so I'm interested to read the book and find out what the real story is all about. So, we are going to take a little break, and when we come back, we are going to be discussing my last topic for the day, and we're going to be talking about my childhood favorite movie, book-to-movie adaptation, I guess you could say, Ramona and Beezus, based on the novel by Beverly. Carly Cleary. So, when we come back, we're going to be talking about that. And yeah, so enjoy the break, guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Hours Booked. I'm your host, Will, and I do this radio show for Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm, for ECC. Are new here to this radio show, or if you guys are returning members to my radio show, because I have no idea what my radio show The Hours Booked is all about, let me give you guys a little rundown of what my radio show The Hours Booked is all about. Basically, if you guys don't know what my radio show The Hours Booked is all about, basically, my radio show The Hours Booked is all about different types of book media, meaning I talk about book to movie annotations, book to TV show annotations, author drama, and so much more. So if you guys like what you hear for this week's episode, or if you guys don't like what you guys hear for this week's episode, you guys can go back and watch your past episodes if you guys want to, or you guys can stay tuned for the upcoming weeks, because I'm going to be posting more episodes throughout the next few weeks, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun on the show, it's a lot of fun to talk about, adaptations and stuff like that, so we're going to get into our last topic for the day, we're going to be talking about a very underrated family classic film it's based on a book to movie adaptation it's based on a book based on a novel by beverly cleary who has recently passed away um she passed away in march of 2021 she was 104 years old um yeah i just found that out recently um and no one really made a big deal about her death actually um i didn't hear about it like from the news or anywhere else i just looked it up today. actually i looked it up um to make sure that she was the right author for the movie that i'm going to talk about she was the right author of the movie that i'm going to talk about but i found out that she recently died and she was 104 years old so um she lived full life she was 104 um yeah um so yeah, that thought I was kind of sad to find out today that Beverly Cleary died. Um, she was a famous author of children's literature. Um, I used to read so many of her books when I was a kid, and Beverly Cleary will be dearly missed. So, without further ado, we're going to talk about the book that Beverly Cleary wrote that this movie is based off of, and that is Ramona and Bezos. So if you guys don't know what this movie is about, you guys should go and watch it. It just was released on Hulu last week. It was released on Hulu, and now you can watch it. If you guys don't want to watch it, you guys don't have to. I'm just saying you should watch it. It is probably one of my favorite movies. It's so fun. It's so cute. It's so heartwarming. It's flawless. It's perfect. It stars Joey King, Selena Gomez, Hutch, J- um, Hutch Dano. Um and John Corbett and um and and uh, who else stars? It stars Josh Duhamel and Jennifer Goodwin. Yep. So it stars those people. So yeah. Um, if you guys don't know what this movie is about, it's basically about two sisters. Joey King's the younger sister and Ramona. Um. Selena Gomez is the older sister named um, Beatrice, but, recall, but everyone calls her Beezus, basically. And, basically, she um, Joey King, who plays mother has a very overactive imagination. Um, Selena Gomez, who plays Beezus, doesn't like that. She likes to be in the real world, so to say. And family drama happens, basically. But it's so cute. It's so fun. I love that movie. That movie is like a very underrated movie to me. That movie is such an underrated, fun, heartfelt movie. There's like no problems with that movie at all. That movie is so cute and so fun, and I love it. The acting is top notch acting, I'll say. The acting is top notch acting, I will say. Joey King, um... When she made this movie, she was probably like ten years old. But now, but now, as you guys have seen with the kissing booth movies, she has aged. She's like in her twenties now. So um, she made this movie a long time ago, Joey Kang. But she is very cute in the movie. She, um, for an actress who's ten, she can really um, give a lot of emotion to a performance. Um, which I thought was really cool. Um, she's a very good child actress in that movie. Selena Gomez, um, we know her from Disney Channel, was her really, really place, and her amazing music that she's been putting out over the recent years. We know how good of an actress she is. She's so good. She's always good in any acting role that she gets, or she's always good in every performance in every performance that she, that, that she does, Selena Gomez is always great, John Corbett is also very good, Um, he's very good in this movie, he's very good in the Joel Boy the Boys I Love before film series, he's very good, he's a very good actor, he's John Corbett, so I mean, there, there's, no, there, there's no flaws with that guy. Jennifer Goodwin is also good, she plays Joey Kings in the movie, she is really good, Josh Duhamel, he's Josh Duhamel, he's always good, so yeah, the movie is very cute, it's fun, it's it's a very relaxing movie. It's not like one of those movies where you have to really pay attention to it. You can just turn it on like in the background as you, if you're like doing chores, do, doing, do, doing um chores around the house or something. You can put it on in the background and you can like watch it and be entertained by it. It's like one of those like really fun, cute, fluffy, fun movies that's just so fun. It's so heartwarming. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. It's a very underrated movie, and I feel like people should watch it and appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, it came out in 2010, but it still holds up. Like, it's been what, like 11 years since it came out? It still holds up as a very good movie. It's just sweet, it's fun, it's not that long. It's like an hour and a half movie, but it's a perfect hour and a half movie. The soundtrack is great, the acting is great, the cinematography is great, all of the, like, CGI that they use in the movie, because since Joey King plays Ramona has a very overactive imagination, she, um, you know, takes, like, everyday, like, household items and she imagines that. That you know it's like some fantastical item in a sense. Um the CGI that they use for her fantastical adventures, so to speak, are kind of cheesy, but it's also kind of fun. It's just an overall very good movie. The movie is great, you know, make you laugh, you know, make you cry. Um, I've definitely laughed and cried while watching that movie. It's just a sweet, fun movie, and I feel like a lot of people should watch it. It actually got very good reviews from critics and audiences um it's a very underrated movie and i feel like a lot of people should watch it because they don't know what they're missing out on i feel like with this movie um you could just i don't know in a sense just like feel closer to your family in a sense after you watch this movie because cause it's just like that good of a movie, you can sit down, you could watch it with your family, and then when the movie's over, you can feel a lot closer to your family, or to your siblings, you can feel a lot closer to your siblings, it's about siblings, it's about family, it's such a good movie, and a lot of more people should watch it, because I feel like no one talks about this movie, and that is unnecessary. I feel like so many more people should talk about the movie. It's just fun and cute and just a good time. It's a great movie. Um, If you guys still haven't seen the movie, please go watch it. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. You can watch it on Hulu if you want to. If you don't want to watch it on Hulu, you don't have to. I'm just giving you a recommendation on Hulu if you want to watch a good family film. And feel good for once. Watch *Ramona and Desis. and if you've never heard of *Ramona and Desis, then read the books by be- by Beverly Cleary, and then watch the movie. Um, yeah, the movie's great. I love the movie. The book series is also really good. And rest in peace to the author Beverly Cleary. Um, she will be missed by readers around the world. Um. And, yeah, the movies overall are great movies, so you guys should watch Ramona and Beasts if you haven't yet. It's on Hulu, go watch it if you haven't yet, it's such a good movie, it's such a good movie. So, yeah, those, that was, so yeah, those were all the topics that I've talked about for this week's episode, so, um, if you guys liked this episode, stay tuned for my upcoming episodes for the upcoming weeks, and, yeah, um, I will see you guys next week for next week's episode, so, um, bye guys, I will see you guys for next week's episode, so, bye.